Hi, welcome to OCBC Insights, a new podcast discussing the latest economic trends and developments. Today, let's talk about the oil markets and what the recent developments mean for you. You would have heard by now that oil prices have collapsed in the month of March, losing almost two-thirds of its value at its lowest last month. How did that happen? Since January, COVID-19 had already threatened to derail the entire energy industry. There have been lockdowns, planes have not been flying, factories have closed their doors, and consumers are not consuming gasoline. The nail in the coffin, however, came on 9th of March when Russia and Saudi Arabia fell out at the OPEC Plus meeting, in which both subsequently threatened to flood the markets with oil that they have been holding back as part of previous OPEC Plus deals. The low prices are something that most countries are unable to work with. At their lowest in March, Brent was trading around $23 a barrel, while WTI dipped briefly below $20 a barrel. A month of bloodshed in the oil market took a turn when Saudi Arabia last week called for an emergency meeting to re-discuss production cuts before the market closes for the Easter long weekend. The long weekend that just passed saw the conclusion of the OPEC Plus meeting. A combined output reduction of 9.7 million barrels a day from OPEC Plus nation, which works out roughly to be about 10% reduction in global supply, was enacted. This is unprecedented and historic. This arrangement, however, is not permanent. 9.7 million barrels a day of reduction will only last for two months, until June 2020. The rationale for this is that most lockdowns across the world should see some easing by then. The reduction would then be reduced to 5.7 million barrels a day in the second half of H2, and then 4 million barrels a day from January to April 2021. So, how did the markets react to this development? When news first broke out that Saudi Arabia was calling for an emergency meeting, prices moved sharply higher. There were expectations that 10 to 15 million barrels a day of production would be reduced. Therefore, when news broke that only 9.7 million barrels of cuts had been arranged, the market was somewhat disappointed and retraced the gains that he had made earlier in the day. Taking the shine of the cuts were other factors, such as Mexico's disagreement, continued question marks over U.S. participation, the G20's non-commitment to reducing a further 5 million barrels a day of oil supply. This is on top of the fact that oil demand losses are estimated at around 20 to 35 million barrels a day, far in excess of the 10 million barrels of days of supply cuts from OPEC+. So what can we expect from here? What can you as a consumer expect from here and what can the market expect? from here henceforth. So there are three things that I would like to point out today. First, in terms of prices, downward pressure would have been alleviated, but that just simply means that the downward risk to oil are lifted for the time being. The 9.7 million barrels of day of oil supply cuts is not enough to offset the loss in demand, and as such, we do not expect a rebound in oil prices back to the pre-crash levels of $45 to $50 a barrel. Secondly, on the macroeconomic front, this means that the risk to deflation has subsided, but on a year-on-year basis, oil prices remain heavily depressed. 
So inflationary pressures remain weak, and this would give room to monetary policy makers around the world for further monetary easing. And lastly, to the average consumer of petrol in Singapore, what does it mean? It is not realistic to assume that petrol prices should fall the same percentage magnitude as crude oil for several reasons. Firstly, gasoline is a refined product and has a market of its own, although still closely linked to the crude oil market. Secondly, crude oil is priced in US dollars, while we in Singapore buy our petrol in Singapore dollars, which means there is an additional currency variable to account for. All that said, if crude oil prices do remain at current levels for the foreseeable future, consumers may expect greater petrol savings in time to come. That is all from me. Till next week on Commodities, stay safe and take care. Goodbye. This has been a podcast from OCBC Bank. Follow us on Spotify for more episodes like the one you've just heard.